0: Welcome to Brand Slam, the Winning Brands Podcast. This is episode four, the World Series of Branding. Here's your host, Steve Rosa, and special guest host, Mary Sadlier. Hello, and welcome to Brand Slam. I am not Joe Cayata, who's on the IL today. I'm Mary Sadlier, and I'm delighted to be here today to talk baseball, World Series, and even better, hear from an amazing pioneering woman breaking barriers in baseball, Steve. Who are we talking today and what's happening?
1: Oh, very excited about this one. Our guest is Kayla Baptista. She is a member of the Texas Rangers organization who has helped play a role. It's a team game, developing some great young talent that we're all going to get to enjoy in this World Series. How about them Rangers? Kayla, you must be out of your mind excited.
2: It's been unbelievable to be a part of this organization for the past not only three years, but especially right now um, where we're at in the World Series, you know, it's been great.
1: By the way, I don't think Joe Keata is really on IL. I think he's still out celebrating <laughs> somewhere in Houston, that great, exciting victory last <laughs> night. Incredible.
0: All right, we'll see if we can track him down. All right.
1: <laughs> send him home, <laughs> send him home.
0: Kayla, you've been involved with baseball for several years, but you're you really started as a softball player. Can I ask what your age is? I am twenty two years old twenty two yep. <laughs> okay and there's been a lot of articles written about you a lot of information okay. um you're already in your, you know your second full year um as a coach in the Texas Rangers organization they're in the World Series right now. Can you tell us a little bit about their brand and what drew you to the organization?
2: Yeah, a lot of things drew me to this organization, but the number one thing probably is, the vision that these leaders have and like our brand of baseball, like the way that the Texas Rangers play the game and the way that we treat people and the way that we just go about all of our business um, is second to none. And right when I was interviewing, um, I knew that from the first second, I could tell that this was an organization that was going to go very far.
1: Well, don't sell yourself short (laughs) because for context listeners, you joined around after the team lost 100 games i know i've my sources tell me you had other uh, other opportunities um but you chose some more cushy you know executive type roles but you chose two things you wanted to be an on-field coach an on-field instructor and you took a chance on the team and your faith was rewarded just as uh, Corey Seager, a uh, top free agent, joined the team. Trevor Simeon, another top free agent, joined the team. Some star pitchers, including our Red Sox, much beloved Nathan o- Ovaldi, uh, joined after that. Um, there was this incredible confluence coming together uh, of talent. And yet last year, you still lost 94 games, but you guys kept the faith, you turned it around, and in two short years, you're going to the world series you tribute the 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 turnaround to
2: again it's the leadership and like like i mentioned before as soon as i was interviewing like i could just tell that this organization and these leaders um everything that we do was is always going towards winning a world series um and i'm going to talk about like our three pillars that lead like our leaders have Presented to us, and what we do every single thing, every single day, is based off of these three pillars. And it's be a good teammate, compete with passion, and dominate the fundamentals. And with those three things, um, it it gets us closer and closer to winning a World Series. And I mean, two years ago, like nobody would have ever thought that we would be going to the World Series right now. But I mean. You, you, can just, you can just tell. You can have a feeling of, like, when you meet a good leader, when you talk to people, like, how passionate they are about, like, those three things, those three pillars. Um, I just – I had a feeling that we were going to be in this spot, even though, like, probably no one else would have believed it. Um, I believed in it, and look at us
1: now. Even, even when you lost three games in a row, right, Talk to you to set this up, you were like – No, we're going to win. We're going to go to Houston. We're going to go to their house, and they're going to win. And there is this energy, this passion, this conviction, and I see it in post-game interviews, like with Evan Carter, who is actually a year younger than you, got called up in September, and he's raking it in in the World Series. And he's just as enthusiastic, just as positive, just as confident as you are. It's got to be intoxicating that feeling. How do you, how do you keep it going, right? I, I look at the Rangers. I see um, a, a Hall of Fame manager, right, who's been there before. He's not gonna let the moment get too big. I see established veterans and superstars who put their faith in the team, uh, and they're they're you know, and then they wel- welcoming of younger talent, some of which you you your t- you know organization helped develop, right. Yeah, it's a it's a perfect role model for any successful business or successful brand tell us just one more time the leaders have to hear this what are those three pillars again
2: yes so it's be a good teammate dominate the fundamentals and compete with passion and every Absolutely. yeah and every single day like staff members from like our amazing kitchen staff to like on-field coaches like we all demonstrate all of those things and it's just like I think that really attributes to like once again like our leaders and who they're bringing in um in terms of staffing, and then our scouts for the types of players that they're bringing in for us um but it's just it's so much fun to be a part of and every day we know that we show up to the ballpark and we're all working for the same thing and it's to win a world series every single day is another rep to win a World Series.
1: Okay. Let's take them one at a time. Okay. The first the first pillar. Give me the first pillar.
2: Be a good teammate.
1: Yeah. Right. Essential for brands as well. Essential in the workplace. Teamwork can achieve anything. Give me the second pillar pillar.
2: Um we'll go dominate the fundamentals.
1: Dominate the fundamentals. (laughs) That's brand experience, right? Everything has to be synchronized. Uh, A brand success is about the quality, uh, the quality of the service, the quality of the product. That means everybody doing their job. So by dominating the fundamentals and then the last pillar. Compete with passion. Absolutely. And that, you know, passion is infectious. And if you are passionate about a brand, an organization, a team, it's going to win
0: that's right Kayla you mentioned that you know no one would believe two years ago that the Rangers would be where they are but I think a lot of people maybe wouldn't believe two years ago that you would be where you are and you have had quite a journey yourself uh, starting with Rhode Island Thunder softball LaSalle Academy University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill you've had to make a lot of big decisions you've joined a lot of really impressive teams and you're still really young. Um, I know from, you know, it sounded like years ago that you really wanted to be part of an SEC women's softball team. They were the ones with the big TV contracts, getting lots of exposure, but a lot of people probably telling you, you maybe wouldn't be big enough and fast enough for, for an SEC team. Um, you really stuck with it. You've stuck with your own dreams as well. Um, you've made those difficult, big life decisions at a very young age. So, tell us a little bit about your own thought process and how you've made those decisions and how you ended up at UNC.
2: Yeah, so it's a lot. And I'd say most of that attributes to just the way I was raised and my mentality growing up. Like, you're right. Like, I stand at five foot three. Like, I'm not tall. I'm like not the strongest, but like, I'll work the hardest. And that's just been my mentality my whole life. And yeah, there were people that were like, oh, she'll never go to Tennessee. But, like, that's another thing about myself. Like, I always want the best. I want to be the best. I obviously wanted to play for the best. Um, So I committed to Tennessee, who was a top-five program at the time in eighth grade as an eighth grader. And I didn't even know where I was going to high school yet. Um, <laughs> ended up at the Great LaSalle Academy. Um, Won a couple of state championships Ooh. there. But – um. Yeah. And then there were some coaching changes um, at Tennessee and then I matured a little bit, you know, got a little older. I wasn't an eighth grader anymore. and I was like, I want more. I want more of a championship culture. I want like a world-class education. Um, I still want to compete at a really high level, but I I want more. And that's, I opened up my recruiting again after I decommitted and I chose UNC Chapel Hill, which was a great opportunity to play in another power 5 conference and get a top 5 public school education in the world um and of course like all of the championships that the university of north carolina has won is so much fun to be a part of and watching those teams compete and like watching those coaches like coach like Roy Williams like him and I had the opportunity to have a few conversations and um Matt Brown like just being surrounded by champions is what i wanted and that's what i got
1: and i would advise any young athlete out there if you get offered by unc to strongly take it uh they care about there's a family atmosphere and there's a you know they care about their own and that doesn't always happen in the college athletics it's a business first and foremost for many schools and that was kind of a brave decision and a very prescient decision because you ended up getting injured and UNC, you know, takes care of people. They don't put you out on the street. That happened to my own brother. Um, you know, you can't, you know, you can't fill the role anymore. We'll make, you know, we'll get, well, bye bye. We want somebody else. But they honored your scholarship. You could still be there. You could still be there taking classes and partying, like uh, you know Joe Caiota, who went to ACC school, University of Miami. But no, you graduated in three years because you're so motivated tell us about that and now you're and and again like your path could have been easier right you could have stayed coaching women's softball you would have been you know head coach material for a lot of programs but instead you decided to break the glass ceiling that a term we all know uh in corporate world or the glass diamond in baseball right you were going to a male dominated sport tell us about that
2: yeah, so we'll start. We'll start with um, the medical retirement. That wasn't easy at all, especially because it wasn't necessarily my decision. And at that point, I was about two seasons in to my playing career at UNC, and I realized after I was done playing, I couldn't just sit there and like not do anything. So I decided to take more classes, and I I wanted to work. I had already had a season with the Texas Rangers at the time and I was like I want to get into it like I don't want to sit here and like waste time like I want to work and I want to get closer to my goal of um, winning a World Series so um, I overloaded every single semester I took 18 credits even when I was working with the Rangers I was taking some classes because I, I wanted to graduate and just start
0: it would have been a lot easier for you probably to break into coaching women's softball than men's baseball for sure. You really had to build your own brand up to really get noticed um, in the in the baseball you know, arena. And I think, you know, I know you worked at the Cape Cod Summer League, put a ton of miles on your car and a lot of money, a lot of gas money getting to all those games. Um, so tell us a little bit about what made you decide baseball over softball.
2: Yeah, so my whole life, I grew up in Rhode Island so the Boston area and my family loves baseball um for our family vacations like we would always go to Florida and just follow the Red Sox during their spring training um so I grew up in a baseball family and um yeah I just I've always had a passion for it along with like I played softball and Through my playing career, I've always had people help me and believe in me. So that's when I fell in love with coaching. So just the two of those combined um, is what really made me passionate um, for coaching in baseball.
1: I went back and saw some photos of you from the Cape Cod League. And here you are, right? The one of the oldest, most prestigious, um, top tier college summer baseball programs. And you're coaching college players male college players that are older than you and you're right there you're leading them that's incredible right so what lessons did you learn from that and did you do you, have you been exposed to all of the listeners here the corporate listeners we have to integrate young people in our team we have to coach people sometimes that have more experience than us uh, and they're older than us. Tell us about some of those things that you've learned that helps us communicate on a multi-generational level as brand leaders.
2: I think bottom line, it comes down to respect, um, respecting everyone, but you also have to gain that respect, I believe. Um, and for me, that's always been like in the line of work, like the work that I do, my willingness to be a selfless, like serve selfless, selflessly, um, has always been one of my character strengths and how I believe that people like respected me right from the jump even if I was younger than all of them honestly I never like got any pushback because of my age like do I get questions sometimes like hey how old are you like, how, how old do you think I am and I get a lot of like 28 29s and then I say my rate my real age and they're like oh okay but like i've never been disrespected because of it i've never been overlooked because of it and again i think it's because um like it's all in the line of work if you put in the work like people are going to believe in you they're going to trust you and um i would say respect and just serving selflessly
0: Baseball is, I mean, it's It's a global business. Um, I mean, you see the games all over the world. I happen to be down in um, Miami during the World Baseball Classic, and it was phenomenal to see so many countries and cultures represented in in the city of Miami when I was down there. Um, You chose the Rangers over other MLB teams when you did your first internship, Um, and part of that was because they have a whole international program that looks at talent all over the world can you tell us a little bit about your journey um not so much in the u.s but outside the u.s
2: yeah outside the u.s so we have our dominican academy and my first um my first job with the rangers did have to go with going to the dr experiencing everything there um and then traveling to all the other uh minor league affiliates um in the united states but Yeah, international is a whole nother beast, but um, it's really cool. We have our academies, so there's a whole different pool when it comes to um, scouting players that aren't from the United States. So once they're drafted during the international draft, um, if they're not sent to the United States, they're sent to our academy in the Dominican Republic, and that's where all of our internationals go.
0: You know, baseball is also a business, right, and they've got your, your KPIs, um, key performance indicators that we have in in the business world. And then when you're thinking about player development, you know, I'm sure you're looking for, you know, stats and the data of individual players, but then there's also that part about what's, what are you feeling in your gut? And I'm sure when you're giving feedback and making recommendations, um, where do you balance the, the KPIs and the, and the numbers and the metrics with what your gut's telling you about how to coach a player?
2: Yes, of course. That's a good question. Um. One of my favorite analogies to make is each player has a key or in the business world, like each of your workers, like they have a lock, like, and as a coach, as a leader, you have, you have to have like a set of keys and it's your job as a coach, as a leader um, to figure out what works for that person, that player. And a lot of the times, like it's not, an obvious answer and you have to figure it out um whether that be he's an analytical kind of guy or he needs a hundred ground balls hit at him at 100 miles an hour like you never know and that's the best part about coaching that's the best part about being a leader um is being able to figure figure out like that puzzle and um it's super fun. and yeah to answer that question it, it really depends on the person but That's why being a leader is so much fun.
1: I also know um, for a fact I've seen it, I've read it, I've seen some of the outreach that young girls all over the country, possibly the world too, are reaching out to you. You are a role model. You are one of a handful of on-field female coaches that are shattering the glass diamond, right? Um, you're a role model to these girls. Tell us about, you know, have you been, how do they reach out to you? How does it make you feel when they, those young girls out there want to be the next Kayla Baptista Texas Ranger?
2: Yeah, I mean, it makes me smile, that's for sure, because a lot of the times, like, they reach out through, like, social media, like, whether they follow me on Twitter or Instagram, but a lot of the times, like, a lot of their responses are, like i never knew i could do this and like and like i'm like they just need a vision they need to know that it is possible and that you can do it um so like whether i have to post stuff on social media for them to like see that vision to see that they could be doing what i'm doing um it's it's very important for me um and i do feel that responsibility but i mean i love it you
1: are an influencer, but you are an influencer for good. You're putting positive energy out there. You're, you're helping you know, uh, fuel the dreams uh, of young people. The world needs more influencers like you, Kayla Baptista.
0: And that does it for this episode of The Brand Slam. Kayla, thank you so much for joining the show and good luck in the world series.
2: Yes. Thank you for
0: hiring me. <laughs> for more information, you can visit adventures.com. That's adventures with two Ds.com. For Joe Kayata and Steve Rosa, I'm Mary Sadler. Thanks for listening and see you next time. The donation from our Ad Love Charitable Giving Program for this episode is the Miracle League. The Miracle League provides people with disabilities the opportunity to play baseball in an organized league, by helping to remove barriers and let them experience the joy of America's favorite pastime.